This early NFL draft props edition of Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hey, this is Pac Man Jones. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean stacking that money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer Dog? Oh my God, Sean. Can you believe it? The draft is almost here. March Madness is almost behind us. And I mean, this is a big moment for me, Sean. What's the big moment? Uh, childhood hero. I'm one oh, of the sole yes. defenders of After Earth starring <laughs> Will Smith. All right. Well, yeah, we are going to get to some uh, just like an early look at uh, some of the NFL draft props because some of them are already popping up, and uh, be fun to kind of break down where stuff is at right now, where it's going to change. It's good to get some early stuff on record, Ryan. Right? You know, uh, in in the same way we do our way too early NFL win uh, podcast, uh, which we're probably as soon as uh, the lines drop, we'll be doing one of those. Getting a uh, little NBA stuff. Of course, we got our Final Four podcast. We will be dropping uh, later on in this week. Tons of college basketball to react to. But again, we're not typically a boxing show, but we saw or an two. Oscar show. <laughs> yes. Although, uh, shout out to Rod on SportsGamblingPodcast.com did have some mm. um, some uh, fire Oscar picks there. However, no one saw this coming. Will Smith went up and open hand slapped Chris Rock. Chris Rock made some joke about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith not having, you know, going with the bald head look. Mm. Apparently, not maybe a great she joke. has. All right. It was, you know, the joke itself is like whatever. Apparently, she has some hair loss thing. I you didn't seem that mad at first, Will Smith, and then something. Well, he was laughing. We, yeah. I mean, we we have the video. We actually. Oh, you're playing the video. I'm gonna play the video. So even danger. Even, uh, d- is is this dangerous? Let it ride, Ryan. Right. Let it ride. Oh, this is there's a lot going on here. Hold on. Yeah, so we'll 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 break down this uh <laughs> this video. It's insane. We'll, we'll make sure we got it there. All right, so I think perfect. I'm going to show a little a little small screen so you can see our reactions because honestly, this is an important. I feel like we're uh, we're on the telestrator here. That's oh. Next edition. Jada, I love you. GI Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? 
Okay, so not a great joke, but I'm gonna pause it right here because Will Smith is clearly laughing. Uh, I, no, this is not a show business laugh. He is full no, yeah. jaw, like he's he's doing the cartoon jaw laugh. He's given at least a courtesy laugh, and even Jada Pinkett Smith, as you yeah. play the audio, she that seems before. Yeah, she seems a little annoyed. She does a dramatic eye roll, but I, I've seen that look before. I'm, I don't think she's too happy at this moment. All right. Oh, oh! You you saw that? Yeah. I mean, Chris Rock saw her eye roll <laughs> from the uh, from the stage, which it's tough to catch someone doing an eye roll while you're hosting a show. All right. <laughs> it's, that was a that was a nice one. Okay. That was I'm a nice here. one. Oh, Richard! <laughs> See now he's laughing. He thinks Will Smith's gonna come up. Oh, I, I I'm gonna replay that. that I'm sorry. I, I I wanted to pause right before, but he, yeah, he's coming up, and there there's a moment where you can tell this is like movie training. Like he squares his body, and if if for the truthers out there that might think this is fake, Chris Rock hands behind his back, chin out, so making the target very accessible. But no man is going to agree to get smacked. <laughs> no, they on both national television. They both come out looking very poorly. But rewind it. He's laughing as Will Smith's yeah. coming up, even calling him uh, King oh. Richard. He's like, "Oh, big, big bad King yeah, Richard." Yeah, I, I think he <laughs> see, like, he's laughing. He thinks he's going to come up and maybe like bust his chops oh, or something. Oh man, just listen closely. Out here, oh, Richard. <laughs> see, he's laughing. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> oh man! Nick wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a GI Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so funny him going. I'm going to. Okay. He's done with a heckler too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. All right, T two things that Chris Rock did great. One, he immediately documents by saying Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, you got you got to call it out. You got how call many like people it. on the planet are are gonna go right there? I mean, I, I I don't know. All respect to Chris Rock. Will Will Smith, huge piece of shit. My wow, question. Ryan. I, I'm no longer gonna be supporting After Earth or. A, <laughs> I, here's my thing. First of all, um, you know, for one grown man to smack another grown man with his hands down, kind of a bitch move. You know what else is a bitch move? Sitting by and watching a crime and doing nothing. A whole room <laughs> full of people. Assault. It reminded me of uh, Adam Schefter when it was the um, who Mason Rudolph. And he swung the helmet. Remember, every time this happens <laughs> in the sports world, people go, "Should Juwan Howard?" There was someone on our YouTube channel saying Juwan Howard should be in jail right uh, now. I mean, what about Will Smith? He walked up and punched him in the face. No one, no, that no one has even brought that up. That uh, you shouldn't do that. Rarely uh, do we have a uh, anything close to a political take, but boy. 
there's a certain uh, cancel culture out there that must be at a serious crossroads on what to do here. <laughs> well, I mean, one thing it's like, oh, he, he was uh, Chris Rock was making fun yeah. of someone with disabilities, and then the <laughs> other one is like, oh my God, are we turning a blind eye to violence? A violent uh, man unleashing <laughs> the super. Um, there's some in the comedy world. A uh, Judd Apatow had a great tweet. Uh, he's since deleted it, but um, <laughs> really, he, he it started. The tweet starts off. He could have killed him. <laughs> it reminded me of Adam Schefter when he tweeted out just assault. That really was a an all timer. I, I maybe I should just go back and and retweet Adam Schefter saying assault uh, for the Mason Rudolph because that's what it was to me. I, I don't know how you can say this. Uh, the fight was staged. Chris rock is not that good of an actor. If you watch Chris <laughs> rock movies, this is true. he's not a guy who's going to be able yeah. to fake taking a punch. And why would you, I mean, neither of these people come off looking well. I, I, what did Chris rock do wrong? Other than like, maybe miss on a joke. Like, okay. It's inappropriate. He, maybe he crosses a line. I, I think know. maybe they had some history and, and also Will Smith seems somewhat, he comes off somewhat unhinged. Well, there. he laughed at the joke. He then clearly made you know, got a, got a, a kick from the wife and then he overreacts in a way that like, you know, rarely am I going to side with Kathy Griffin, but she makes a great <laughs> point when she says, Hey, when, when, when did you, all right. Well, did, did you not? So I, I know you, you know, deep, deep into the, the comedy metaverse, but she came out and said, well, great. Now, now we have to stand on stage and see who's going to be the next Will Smith <laughs> and, and not like a joke and decide to take matters into their own hands. I, I mean, look, uh, uh, jokes uh, aside, uh, you know, Will Smith's a huge bitch. Like however you feel about the situation comes off bad uh, drawing into combat with another man. Who's not clearly not ready for it. And also a fuck a literal court jester. Like what kind of gladiator are you? And to the jo- Judd Apatow's joke, Will Smith's like a trained professional. I'm sure there there's probably uh, some damage that could have been done there. So Chris Rock, who knows what he's doing he with the neck? He could have killed him, Ryan. He could have <laughs> killed him. That's my favorite take, dude. If you if you walked up to me and hit me as hard as you could with a open hand slap, yeah, like there's a decent chance you you could rattle my jaw around a little bit. Like if I'm not ready for it, yeah. Oh, you can get fucked up, but. I, I, the odds of, he was not ready for that. Right. He did not think Will Smith was no, going to fucking no. again. <laughs> he would, there would have been some sort of twist or some sort of payoff if it was completely staged. If uh, so, when do they fight for real? Well, and that everyone <laughs> I'm sure is setting odds in an octagon style fight. Will Smith has the reach has the size. What if, what if it's straight boxing? What if, what if it's octagon? I know we have Jong in the chat, huge MMA guy. What would you set the odds at? Well, there's no verbal judo in, in this in this <laughs> bout because I don't think Chris Rock has a chance. I mean, I, I think he's got to be. I mean, just watching the, him, Will Smith, walk up to him, he has a, a massive reach on him. Well, great actor has <laughs> saved the world multiple times. He, I, it, he would have to be like a minus fifteen hundred favorite at the very least, right? Single-handedly carried after Earth <laughs> all the way to the finish line. I mean, I mean, you. This is like a Klitschko brother. Which, by the way, I've also learned that he's Klitschko's a mayor. 
So I learned a lot in the last 24 hours. Will Smith wants to be a boxer. Yeah, I, I think minus a thousand, you got to take him to end the fight early. He's so big. I, well, I and and the whole thing is a great example of how stuff just gets swept under the rug in Hollywood because, <laughs> of course, uh, the funniest result happens and Will Smith wins an Oscar and then goes up and gives this rambling speech where apologizes. He doesn't apologize to Chris Rock. He makes it very clear he's not going to apologize to Chris Rock. He apologizes to the Academy. He he brings up how uh you know uh, the Williams sisters' dad. He was all about defending his family, and he then you saw the part where he was crying, right? No, I proudly oh, wow right. proudly had no uh, <laughs> idea any of this. You have happened. to you have to watch his acceptance speech for the Oscar. He just he, he starts crying. He mentions Denzel. D- he gets multiple applause Dude, breaks. Denzel, like, what are we doing? Denzel would smack the shit out of him for acting like this. Oh no, no, he was crying along with him. Right? You have to watch it. It's pretty I, insane. I, 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 I'm not giving up Man on Fire too. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of movies we got to give up. Wait, so Denzel was on Team Will Smith? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no Ryan, no. I'm not making that up. I have no, uh, I'm not. I have gonna, no skin in the yeah, game. Right. I'm, I'm not, not <laughs> staging my reaction. I'm, I'm not, with, I'm with Jung. The uh, reach and weight class alone minus twelve hundred now. Here's the thing. I think here's where this fight gets interesting uh, to Jong and to our MMA guys in boxing. What if Will Smith has to cut weight to match what uh, what Chris Rock weighs? Because Chris Rock, uh, he's probably if he's like in fully uh, shape, he's probably still only like 150. If Will Smith lost all that weight. That would be that that fight gets a little more interesting. Yeah. I think it's like minus seven hundred if he goes down a class. Uh, again, I, I don't I, I don't know what physical activity Chris Rock would be favored in. <laughs> I don't think there's he is any very bad. He's what? right up there. I, I it may have been scrubbed on the internet, but uh, if you look up um Chris Rock a, a first pitch, it's right up there mm, with like uh, yeah. Baba Bowie. Very, very uh very, I think very the, rough. The better question is uh Jada. Versus Chris Rock. Oh, what are okay. The, what are the odds? Now we're now we're talking. Is Chris Rock maybe minus minus one ten? Is he even favored? Yeah, I, I think you would have to make uh, Chris Rock favored, but Jada seems motivated, highly motivated, highly hungry. motivated, she hungry. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, I've seen her uh, take on athletic roles before. Yeah. Uh, she also helped Neo save the world again. More world saving <laughs> credits under her belt. Oh man, what what a so what I gotta wonder, and I, I literally don't run in any circles like this. But what what was the Oscars party like? I mean, I there's a fifty fifty chance you were at one. I assume you weren't. Um, no, hundred uh, <laughs> percent chance I was not at an Oscars party. Right? Ah, you 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 dabble with the entertainment industry. Uh, what happens at the at the Oscar parties? What do you mean? Like if people are wa- hanging I, this out? This is watch- the equivalent. Of, what's this? Is this is the equivalent of what? Uh, twenty-eight to three, I think, in sports, it's the most interesting. Twenty-eight to three. If a different quarterback came and played the second half, maybe. I. It's hard to even encapsulate what this would mean for a football game. Well, probably that that Seattle uh, Roger play Roger Goodell walks on the field and fucking punches (laughs) Pete Carroll. Roger Goodell now seems like a more strict. a president than wow. the academy because wow. <laughs> he's not going to get suspended. There's no punishment at all. I mean, at least Tyree Kill got six games. <laughs> all right, Deshaun Watson still zero though. Well, I mean, for, for now, fairness. we'll see.
Ducking NFL, never too early to bet on the National Football League. You can do it over at winbet.com. But of course, we're also going hard in the paint. Final four coming up this weekend. Oh man, uh, you got the uh, fifty dollars free bet as long as you get down on four fifty dollars bets on the weekend. Saturday, it's very easy to place four fifty dollars bets on a Saturday for the final four. Then you got a weekend bonus play can be used towards all the upcoming college basketball action as well as the NBA. You also got that sweet, sweet hundred percent first match deposit at the win bet casino up to $1,000. And of course, everyone's favorite, the win bet win hour from two to 3 PM every Thursday Pacific time. Wouldn't be surprised if they give you a nice little uh, reduced juice on some final four games. Yeah, get it all over at winbet.com. Bet big, win bigger. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough is available. You or someone you know is a game from call 1 800 Excellent work, Sean. Right, we are we are playing through the pain. Both of us are a little tired. Did a uh, very quick Vegas trip. My wife had a uh, big birthday uh, out in Vegas. It was. Uh, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Home away from home, Sean. Yeah, I know. We're always there. I went on a uh, not gonna lie, went on a little bit of a, a Wheel of Fortune slot machine heater mm. at the airport. <laughs> cashed out. The move is again you cashed out. Oh yeah, I, I I'm always down curious to find the uh, the the airport. You, you have <laughs> to find the lady that's walking around uh, with the uh, that you can take the slip to. The move is again. I'm not a big smoker, uh, but when you're in Vegas, it's nice to have a cig every once in a while. And the the move is you go to the smoking lounge in the uh, Las Vegas airport. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have a beer. You can play the slots. It's <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, had a had a nice little uh, like I think I cashed out like one forty. Also, nice a, little uh, bonus right before you hop on the airplane. Also, a great way to bring the smell of Vegas home with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a like little hanging just around, stamp it in there right at the home stretch. All right, Ryan. Uh, there are some early NFL draft props. Let's uh, let's start getting to them. Pretty fun. I mean, there, there's a there's a lot of props out there, so we figured maybe let's filter it down to the shit that you're going to be talking with your buddies about. Uh, you want to start with the positional stuff, Sean, or you want to just go overall? Yeah, let's let's start number right, one, pick. number one overall pick. Um, it, this is interesting because this is very different from where we even started. I, I, it's early, been a wild ride. We didn't really talk about it like officially on the show, but we definitely uh, discussed it a, a little bit. And it's interesting to see the way it's bounced around. Top pick 2022, of course. Uh, who holds the top pick? The Jacksonville Jaguars, once again. Mm. Aiden Hutchinson, who, of course, was like a shoe in auto pick to the Lions when this whole process started. Now he's minus 280 to go number one. Trayvon Walker, who's, you know, the absolute postseason, he measured well, prospect, all the way up to plus 380. Uh, from NC State. Uh, some people say he's just a guard. Uh, I don't know if I believe that. 12 to 1. Uh, Evan Neal, 12 to 1. Uh, Thibodeau, who was probably a lock to be the first picked going like into this draft class before the college season started from Oregon. And then uh, and he's 25 to 1. And then we go Malik Willis, 35 to 1. Uh, I'll give you the next tier and then no more names after that. Uh, Sauce Gardner, Kyle Hamil- Hamilton, Kenny Pickett. Charles Cross all seventy five to one, pretty unlikely there. I mean, if I'm 
if I'm taking an, a long shot at all, it's this Kyle Hamilton kid because it's a wild card. But no, th- I mean this is first first pick. You, I, I'm not. Here's what I I find very interesting is this whole Akeem Aquanu story because he started out like six weeks ago. He was a hundred to one. Then all of a sudden he got all this like steam and heat on him going to the Jags. He was all the way down to seven to one, three and a half to one. And now since the Jags uh, franchise tagged Cam Robinson, now he's back to 12 to one. I'll be honest. I still kind of think he's interesting at 12 to one. You look, I, I would not be shocked if the Jags went offensive line with the idea of, Hey, we still want to build around, uh, uh, you know, around Trevor Lawrence and Aquano. They could maybe even start him if it, in the same way that um, you know Quentin Nelson went six overall as a guard, maybe they start him at guard, or maybe they have him uh, start right tackle, keep Cam Robinson on the left tackle at twelve to one. He's still very interesting to me. I, you know, Aiden Hutchinson. Maybe as we get closer, you know, this minus two eighty price will seem crazy, but right now I'm leaning Aquano. Now I haven't fi- released my official mock draft yet, but Aquano at twelve to one is pretty fun. I mean, I guess you know. There's two things here. There's, there's. What do you think is going to happen, and what, what's, where's the value at? I don't think Hutchinson's good value there. I no. I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons. I, I just don't know why. I get why his odds would change with the Cam Robinson franchise tag. I just don't get why they would change this much. And you know, Doug Peterson. What was his key to success? Especially on offense, having a good offensive line. If Nick Foles doesn't have a good offensive line, strong tackles, uh, even depth at the tackle position, like I, I think he's going to come in yeah. and want to give Trevor Lawrence the best offensive line he can. This is why it doesn't make sense, and I, and I think sh- uh, specifically, I think early in the draft pro or the off season process, I gave out Equanu, I think at plus one fifty to be the first O lineman taken. We're starting to see those odds come down, flip. Yeah. We'll discuss them later. Uh, but to see that, uh, and and to still see both tackles, honestly, at twelve to one, because what what do you do? You got Trevor Lawrence. I understand the franchise tag. That has nothing to do with taking another tackle. You need two of them. Uh, I certainly would be fine. Like if the Giants took two tackles with their first two picks, I'm not going to get upset about that. I, what I don't understand here is. Uh, I get the Jags going defense. I just you have or you already have Trevor Lawrence. Like, don't fuck that up. Uh, I'm with you. I would say sprinkle both those tackles because I, I don't know which one it's going to be. And it seems as though what's curious to me, and, and you know what, I'll save this for the the lineman discussion. But it, I so am, you're saying also take some on Evan Neal at twelve to one. I think if it's going to be, I, I don't mind that strategy. And I guess I'll throw. Can I also tell you this is not who are the Jags going to take. This is who's going to be the first pick. So that that oh, is the wow. one concerning part to me as far as the Hutchinson. If they if some Detroit decides they have to be you know they're scared they're not. I think the Malik Willis. I'm I'm standing by the quarter. Like come on, uh, quarter. It's it's slowly happening. All of a sudden we're talking about three quarterbacks. In the first there was no quarterbacks in the first round. Now it's three. Now you're hearing the Giants will certainly be shopping those the the five and seven pick because someone's coming up for I a quarterback. I, and we don't have it listed on our sheet here. And I don't know if you can get it as a prop, but two quarterbacks going in the first ten picks. What do you think is is there a price out on that, or what do you think that would be? Because I I think Detroit 
and then Seattle. Like there, I just think both those teams are taking a quarterback in the. Uh, I have total, or someone's going to trade up in that first ten. All right, total quarterbacks in the first round over two and a half is minus one eighty five. So I, I think I, I kind of love that, right? I mean, I, I to me, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis lock those in. Those are a hundred percent going to be in the first round. I, I know everyone says this is a shitty quarterback class, but even historically shitty quarterback classes, they still end up having, I think, three quarterbacks in the first round because people freak out. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not seeing any sort of like he will be a top ten pick, but I, I'd imagine. The totals for Willis, Pickett, and Corral all indicate that. Well, I guess what I'm, uh, what are the chances? The Jags need a lot. What are the chances someone gets crazy? Yeah. Well, and uh, you know what? I'll just I'll stick now that we're going back and forth on this. I'll just stick with the Quanu at twelve to one. That one is fun. Shout out to uh, Dalton Cates in the YouTube chat. Friend of the program has a bunch of good uh, draft stuff on Twitter as well. Oh. He's saying that Pickett is plus one fifty to be a top ten. Uh, pick right now. I like that. So yeah, it's mean, a small dog at plus one fifty, but my, I mean, between trade ups and Seattle, how does he not? And now, and now Atlanta is a is definitely in the in the mix for a quarterback, right? Like, come on, Marcus Mariota isn't the long term answer. He might be. I I, I think for Atlanta. No, I way. think what you're going to see, Sean, is I think you're going to see desperate teams come up for a quarterback. You're going to see smart teams bridge it and look next year. Maybe why the Steelers. Uh, Took Mitchell Trubisky. I I don't. I think there's enough teams though that are desperate because they want to win now, right? Yeah. Think Pete Carroll thinks yeah. So uh, think Carolina and uh, the the coach who maybe isn't such a great coach and the Giants made a great move not signing him. All right, you want to talk number two pick because it falls in line. So if we if we think there could be a O lineman taken first, who's the number two pick then? Well, th- this is where it gets super interesting. So. If um, if Aquanu does go first, right? Hypothetically, still to the Jaguars at twelve to one. I don't see the uh, <coughs> I don't see the Lions passing on Aiden Hutchinson, but I don't I don't like that at Aiden Hutchinson at plus four hundred because he's minus two eighty to go first. So I, I I don't know. I don't think there's enough value there. And some of these, I don't know if uh, different places will let you parlay. I'm sure as we get closer, there'll be a one-two combination. I would rather play that in some sort of, uh, you know, correlated parlay form versus just playing this blindly at the number two pick. As is, um, I I think the Detroit Lions are going to fall in love with Malik Wills if no. they haven't already. No. I, I mean, part of me hopes that the quarterbacks don't go, uh, uh, like no quarterbacks are off the board when the Giants are on at five. Obviously, uh, if Aiden Hutchinson's there, I don't know how Dan Campbell passes. Well, he's on a that. Michigan guy too. I, I know they have other picks. The quarterback class is weaker this year, uh, as someone mentioned in the chat. Baker Mayfield's out there. That's an interesting kind of kneecap biting quarterback for Dan Campbell to throw in there with the, uh, into the blender with Jared Goff. I would say in the scenario we just laid out, where a long shot hits for the first pick. This is where you you run your exacta or your 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 yeah. trifecta, your superfectas, and, and you roll. Well, a because even even Thibodeau becomes interesting for the Lions at two. I or you, I mean, right now the yeah, fuck it. The, Thibodeau, the one I, at, Thibodeau these, at ten to one is the guy that it, it seems 
like the more and more I look at these mock drafts, the more and more like what people are saying, Oh, he's going to slide. You know, he has interest off the field. It feels like it's all going to be a smoke screen. And when we, when we're done with the draft, we could be talking about Thibodeau back right where it was, which is like a top two, three pick. So I'll leave 10 to one seems wrong. I just don't see how, yeah, I don't know. I'll leave. I think Willis at number two is my like early lean here. But to your point, I think we, as we get closer, look into some of these exacta stuff because I think that could get real fun because we saw it with the uh, Mac Jones. You know, going number three. Once something else happens, then a lot of these results are kind of correlated and and get super interesting. You know, uh, and I I am seeing I've seen a number of mocks that have the Seahawks trading up to the Lions to get Malik Willis. Who again seems like a guy that that Pete Carroll would be a hundred percent in on? Yeah, and don't, and don't you know if you want to fall in, lo- you want to have that romantic Michigan player goes to Detroit. Uh, maybe it's the kid who b- blew out his Achilles in the second round. You get a first mm-hmm. round talent and redshirt him for a year. Uh, I don't know if the Lions are looking to to pick up some players and sit out another year, but uh, I'll go Hutchinson Hutchinson's here, uh, okay? Sean, because I I just. I see, don't like, see I him think, being the top pick. I just do you see him being the top pick, Sean? Is he really gonna I, be the first guy to float out I, there I'm, on the Bellagio I'm fountain not, or whatever the fuck's gonna happen? Yeah, I don't know if they're still doing that. I hope so. And uh we'll do a big announcement officially, but for the for the hardcore DJs who are up here Sunday night streaming live on YouTube, we will be live from Las Vegas for the NFL mm. draft, as you would imagine. Got a uh, fun three days of shows already planning those guys out. But yeah, I think I'm going to play Hutchinson as part of like a, a Quanu Hutchinson and then number three, like Exacta or something like that. Yeah, see, I, I think they're. But if we're just looking at this as the number two pick in and of itself as its own bet, I'm going Willis plus 400. Yeah, I mean, Hutchinson's an interesting guy to kind of play for that uh, show place money because he's so heavily favored to come in first. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's let's just keep talking quarterback. We're gonna do first quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and O lineman. So uh, some good conversation. The quarterback one, Malik Willis minus two hundred. Obviously, it's clear why he's the favorite. Uh, he can throw at seventy yards, and that's the only thing that's important with being an NFL quarterback, right? Jamarcus Russell showed us that. Uh, Ryan Leaf showed us that. So many, so many before them have just absolutely shown. Look at that. 70 yards in the air, Sean. Look at wow, no one's guarding the receiver. Beautiful. I mean, pass. You, could, you just just watching we called this Malik we, Willis's pro day. You could just you could almost hear the arousal of Dan Campbell uh, hundreds of miles away. Yeah. Just go like, oh yeah, look at the look <laughs> at this guy. Look, I mean, he remember that press conference of how mad he got at Jared Goff? Rarely do you see a head coach call out their quarterback in a public setting, like a press conference and everything that Jared Goff is Malik Willis is the exact opposite uh, athletic freak, super strong arm, very raw talent wise. Didn't play at a big school. Yeah. He's like the complete opposite of Jared Goff. I think if you hate Jared Goff, it's easy to talk yourself into the potential of Malik Willis. I still think I mean, he's interesting for me, fantasy wise. Set, setting up for failure if he goes to you can't like him if he goes to Detroit. It's like you can't like him in fantasy and also like his chances going to Detroit, to Detroit. In my, I, I still do because I think the um, just the rushing yard upside I, I think is is massive. Again, we'll see if he 
where he's where I'm gonna he's make I'm gonna say I'm gonna make a hot I I think I think the the people who are saying that uh, Malik Willis is this fucking dynamo on the ground did not watch Liberty play football. He's not that that's not his game. Right, like he's mobile, but that's not his game. He's not Justin Fields, not his game. That's all I'm saying. I, I think he well again. I think, I think it'll be he, less about his ability per se, but I think he will have the volume. Maybe, maybe like right. design I mean, runs. If you're drafting Malik Willis, I think you're you're taking the Lamar Jackson approach, where it's like, hey, this guy, we have to incorporate his running game. He's a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks tend to run the most anyway. Like we see this all the time, where first year as a starter, you're going to run a bunch, <laughs> mostly because hey, you sit back there, pocket collapses, you don't know what to do, you start running. All that being said, I, Malik Willis to me, he's just shown out in such a big way. Kenny Pickett is just—I mean, try try getting your fan base fired up about Kenny Pickett. It's tough to do. I do think he's kind of almost a poor man's Mac Jones, where if you have a really good team around him, or you're a very good coach, you could plug and play him and maybe get a decent win loss record. But I don't know how you bet anything else. It's only minus 200. It's I know this it, normally I'm, I don't like going chalky this far out, but I think this is that sweet spot where it's minus 200, but not, can I tell you what I think is going on here? What's going on? I, I think someone, I think there's information out there that someone likes some like someone very, who has a very high pick or is willing to, to, to trade with a team like the giants likes Kenny Pickett. That's what's driving this odds. That the uncertainty of these odds, because otherwise he would be uh, what. So, do you think it's more likely Malik Willis is the number one quarterback or Sauce Gardner is the number one cornerback? Because mm. he he's minus four hundred. I think was what I saw to be the first cornerback. Yeah, I haven't done as deep a dive on the cornerbacks yet, but it does seem like he's he's uh, a lead pipe lock to be pretty the, much consensus. Well, yeah. Uh, so much so, I didn't even bring it up. I didn't even bring the odds up because it didn't seem like it was worth talking about. Yeah, well, Stingley, he was looking good and then kind of has, has fallen apart. I mean, uh, like, or at least his campaign for uh, Ahmad Gardner played well against good competition. Is big, fast, strong, measured well. Like he, it, it's it, it seems like he's a can't miss prospect. You know how those work out. No. Can't miss him. So we're both on Malik Willis, first quarterback drafted. I think minus two hundred is a very good price. It's gonna go like if I had. I, I think we'll be like now. This is a fun bet, Ryan. When we're sitting in the Blue Wire Studio moments before the draft goes live, what do you think Malik Willis's price will be? I think it'll be as high as like minus four hundred. Yeah, I mean Dalton's pointing out in the chat like all it takes is Pete Carroll loving him. Now, does Pete Carroll have the draft equity to get there? To get to. Uh, does he trade away like all of his picks in 2024 as well? Cause he's like, fucking I'm old. I, I, I don't know. I mean, again, the, the Seattle thing kind of doesn't make sense on a lot of levels. You're clearing house with Ross. You're rebuilding. Okay. That makes sense. But then you have this super old quarterback uh, or sorry, super old coach GM combo. That's like kind of hanging on. Yeah. It's uh, and he remembers when he drafted Russell Wilson, the team was immediately good. <laughs> yeah. I think he's. I think he could really talk himself into. Uh, but, into but, Malik Wilson. The, but to me, that's what the odds are telling me. Like someone knows that there's a coach that loves someone else and is willing and, and has the means to get up there. Yeah. No, you're right. And and maybe maybe that's where you get boned. Is if like let's say Detroit doesn't take Malik Willis number two, and then like you said, the Giants at five, Seattle gets worried or Atlanta gets worried. 
I still think overall the majority of people that need a quarterback have Malik Willis higher to the point that minus two hundred makes sense. Uh, but it does sound like two in the top ten. That's that's music to the Giants. Oh ears. yeah, the Giants will be have the Giants will walk away with multiple picks and first round picks in next year's draft. That's my prediction. Yeah. All right. Before we get to a couple more of these uh, position ones, right? I want to shout out PropSwap.com, where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. Oh, how about those St. Peter's Peacocks? What a run! What a what a magical tale! There were people sitting on, you know, I I think four thousand to win eight hundred thousand dollars for the St. Peter's Peacocks. Again, you know, it, it, it's it's okay to hedge. Head over to PropSwap.com, sell that ticket, get lock yourself in a sweet sweet cash. And you know they went out and got their ass kicked against UNC. Not shocking uh, by any means, but you could you could have cashed out at a very very nice price. They even offer like live uh, sales as well. So you know maybe you had uh, Miami making a run, and when Miami's up in the first half against Kansas, you know, fire that ticket. Probably a pretty nice value there. Best part is if you go to PropSwap.com and you use our promo code SGP instant deposit match. Dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. PropSwap.com. Promo code SGP. Also brought to you by Stable Duel. That's right. Stable Duel. Horse racing DFS simplified. Was hanging out with the Bowser Ryan a little bit over the over this past weekend. Bowser's a big uh, ponies guy. Was getting down on some action. I know Bowser. Uh, we got to get him set up with the Stable Duel account because free games, paid games, you can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. It really is, is pretty sweet. It's, it's fun too, because if you're sitting around watching, you know, maybe the final four, again, we have eight TVs. We're going to need some other action. Stay, that's where stable Duel comes in. Download now over at stable See how many winners you can pick in your stable. I'll see you in the winner's circle. Play race win. Well done. Sean, well Thank done. You. Uh so interesting nugget. Uh I, I brought up a um kind of like uh, one of those consensus mock drafts that are collected from the beat writers. So okay. So these are like beat writers, consensus players. You want to know who didn't make the the top the first round because they were no teams consensus? Malik Willis. Mm. You know who did? Kenny Pickett to the Carolina Panthers. Consensus. Matt Corral to the Steelers. I can see that's why. And what, and sorry to come back on what was the price over two and a half quarterbacks? It's plus odds, right? In the first round. Yeah. And Sam Howell even sneaks in Sam Howell, Matt Corral because Detroit trades back in to the back end, or maybe they already have a, a, a second first round pick there. But but I found it interesting, and, and maybe this is just a, a, a kind of a problem with the data or the way they collected the data. But the fact that Malik Willis doesn't pop up and Kenny Pickett is the clear guy again. Dalton pointing out that Carolina likes Pickett as well. Um, I, I, I guess maybe the point would be like, how confident are you, Malik Willis's price is better on draft day? Uh, fairly. Fairly, yeah. yeah. I I would say uh, to me he's the most likely guy that gets traded up to number two or three. The people go out of their way to draft, yeah. Uh, and again, Kenny Pickett's pro day isn't lighting things up. He's not he's not blowing people's minds at the combine. It, he just kind of is a 
sleepy, what fifth year starter. That's just not exciting. That's what you want. Two gloves. Fucking Tom Brady. Hands. Tom Brady's forty fucking four. Like you want an old guy, isn't that? That's what you want. Like unless he's an athlete, unless he's Trey Lance and he's worth like three first round picks. No, I mean, yeah, you could talk yourself into it, but that that's not the exciting, sexy pick that these guys talk themselves into. But again, Macarell, Sam Howell, even Desmond Ritter sneaking into the end of the first round. I think you have three legit options to you get think, that third quarterback. Wait, so uh, no, so I You said you the, think Ritter could get into the back end of the first round? It's possible, yeah. I I think I think that would be shocking. I I don't I wouldn't say shocking. I mean, he's 25 to 1 to be the first quarterback drafted. So I I would be surprised if he's in the first round, but I'm saying if you're trying to get that over two and a half, yeah. to me, Kenny uh Pickett, I think it's mine I think that's the one at minus one eighty five. I would bet that that price goes up more than Malik Willis at minus two hundred. Uh shout out to Maddie Gaines in the uh, YouTube chat. Will Smith versus Kenny Pickett. Who are you taking on that one, Kramer? Ah, I mean, is I mean, I, I guess we're making a hand uh, joke size, but perhaps Kenny Pickett will just keep his helmet on. That's the oh. best, best way to take a open hand slap is with a helmet on. Yeah, I, I would go uh, Will Smith all over the place, man. Very fiery, and Kenny Pickett, crafty veteran. Right, you, know, Kenny you, you can have small hands and still deliver. Kenny Pickett never defeated the aliens, though, saving the world. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's move over. First wide receiver drafted. Um, uh, there's probably a handful of realistic ones here. Um, I, and God bless them. Uh, the places that just create odds for every single wide receiver, because you know, everyone has a family member who might be in Vegas between now and the draft Garrett Wilson. Now the favorite Sean to be the top wide receiver drafted really? plus one fifteen. Drake London plus one thirty five. Jameson Williams, eight fifty Traylon uh, Traylon Burks, 900. Did I screw this up? And Chris Olave, 14 to one. Probably no one else mentioning, um, you know, you're a name guy. So just heads up, there's going to be a wide receiver joining the NFL named Sky with two Y's. Definitely a real name. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, to me. Also, Taekwon. Have you ever heard Taekwon as a first name? T Y Q U A N. Yeah, Taekwondo. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> I've not heard. Uh, it's uh, a different time, Sean, just because you're. I no, mean, I, again, who's named Sean anymore? That's also we have a you one, got an old person. We there. have some very uh, you know very and that that certainly is the quarterback or the receiver position. A lot of these guys like to consider themselves. <laughs> you know, you got to bring like a little swagger, a little uh, flash, a little pizzazz. You're you're Juan Dale, W A N apostrophe Dale, Vellus Jones, V E L U S. Fucking oh my God! Is there a guy real? Is this is this a real name, Ryan? Uh, they're all real. Charleston Rambo. Why do we have Colby working for if he's if he's not going to be breaking down a prospect called Charleston Rambo? I Are have, you kidding me? I have heard. Um, <clears throat> I drew first blood. Uh, you drew first blood. I, I do know that uh, there's a seven round mock draft apparently in the works. Okay. Once college basketball is over, hopefully can squeeze it in before the USFL starts. I mean, is there much to talk about here? It, it's it's a two horse race. I think. <clears throat> I, I still think it's going to be Drake London. I think it's going to be Drake London. I think it's going to be somewhere in the top 10. Someone will squeak up and decide they want to take a wide receiver. 
Uh, I know teams like the Jets have been tied to them. I, I can't imagine the. Jets I mean, I I've seen some places. Our buddy uh, Walter Football is Drake going uh, number two to the Lions. I I don't I don't like that for the Lions. Or uh, to me, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But I wouldn't be surprised if he is the first uh, receiver picked overall. What about what about Chris Olave as like a dark horse at 14 to one, any interest I'm with you though. Right now I would lean Drake plus one thirty five. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't be getting down on any of these. We right see now. this every year. Like we don't know it. it but I mean, you know, it, the Raiders fell in love with rugs and, and no one thought rugs was going to be the top guy, but yeah. he was. And so I think when you're looking at these two, three horse races, I mean, would it be shy? I mean, I know the Saints beat reporters. Uh, have, I know at least one guy has Olave going to the Saints. Um, so would it be crazy? I mean, would it be uh, crazy to see Olave go top ten? I I think most people seem to think London is going top ten and Wilson after that. I guess I'm surprised Wilson's the clear cut favorite. Yeah, and and to me it's interesting because I I think a lot of spots have Olave. I don't know if you if you can find his uh, over under for his. Let's see what I got here. But it, it seems like he's pretty much <laughs> he's pretty much con- locked right. in for a first round pick. I right? got I got some. All right, so Drake London. So all right, interesting, right? Drake London and Garrett Wilson both at ten and a half. Looks for their slightly, under slightly better, better juice uh, or worse juice for Garrett Wilson makes sense. That's why his future is a little bit better. Uh, seeing if I've ever, I don't have anyone else. So uh, would I be surprised? Let me see what the wide receiver first round position total is set at right now. All right, five and a half wide receivers drafted in the first round over is minus one fifty. Uh, so consensus right now: Garrett Wilson one, Drake London two. We have Chris Olave three. Uh, yeah, Tri- Burks like- four. To uh, I guess Green Bay is is there's a lot. Of- Dotson, Jahan Dotson to uh, to the Titans is popping up as see, one. So that, see Olave- that's five. I'll, I'll I'll go Olave and Drake. Olave is kind of to me interesting at 14 to one because he's a guy I feel like early on in the process he was like consensus locked up number one receiver well I, what what happened to his campaign Ryan why why was he he seemed like the guy and now he's 14 to one I, I mean I think this is just the way this is the way the world works yeah it's not about but production it's about what you look like as a prospect especially as a wide receiver so, although I will why, argue that's why again I think he's interesting because much like rugs some you know, when he was kind of the opposite but still like all it takes is one team and at 14 to one I think if you need a receiver in the first round you could definitely talk yourself into Chris Olave over Wilson or London I think I think it would be a long shot, but if I'm taking one, I, I like your angle, but just to be different, uh, I'll go Burks. Hmm. I, I think Burks as a prospect could, could tickles. He's big, right? Like, so you know how that works. Odds are they're that they're probably going to like London better. If it's a big guy they're looking for, because he's also big, but th- that would be my angle is that Burks is the kind of prospect that perhaps, you know, 
you know, maybe, maybe someone gets tricked into thinking he's the next AJ Brown or something like that. And they, they decide to take a stab at him. So that that's where I would go there. I think we're on the same boat though. The, the USC wide receiver ends up going number one. And I would also, I think he's going in the top 10. So uh, we'll add to that. I'll take his under 10 and a half for the pick spot. All right. Lock it in. First running back drafted Brees hall minus 200. I'm going to give you the lead course. So not so fast. Why, why is he so much the favorite? Cause he just showed out the combine, I guess. Well, it's such a crap shoot. I, I think with the running backs, right? The Steelers just took one. So who is going to take that running back? Kenneth Walker, the third one seventy five. Isaiah Spiller, six fifty. Kyron Williams, 18 to one Pierce, eight, uh, 20 to one. Al Geyer. Is that a joke? Will Greyer? Al Geyer, uh, 25 to 1. James Cook, 25 to 1. And Brian Robinson Jr., 25 to 1. Anyone in there? I mean, there's nothing surprising here. When you look at the consensus stuff, it, it's, it, it seems pretty clear. Well, Brees Hall does seem to be like he's catching a ton of heat at the number one spot, but, but yeah, Kenneth Walker was a, a high, he was in the mix for the Heisman, not, not a, I don't think he ended up being a finalist, but he was certainly carrying that Michigan state team and do where are we at with number of running backs drafted in the first round? It, mean, what's the total set? Is it set at a half? I feel like it's surprising when we have two running backs in the first round, a half minus one ninety on the under really? Yeah. Wow. So again, let's say, yeah. let's say uh lions are on the clock second round. Kenneth Walker's available. Are you, are you, are you pulling out your hair, Ryan? If they, if they draw, no, I, 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 that's why it's crazy that you can't have a running back minus 200 Brees hall is not that I would be very concerned. Brees hall is a good player. I got no, no beef with Brees hall, but it's crazy. The, the meteoric rise just based off his, well, and, I, and I've seen uh, the Eagles link to him and oh, I can tell God. you for, for sh- I, there's no way he's going in the first round. If he ends up being an Eagle. That would be, and even when they, if they use a second round pick on a running back, it's pretty rare. I, I think Kenneth Walker at plus odds is interesting to me. What about any of these other guys? Isaiah Spiller. Cause Spiller? I, I think it's a pure prospect. He's, he's not far off Brees hall. So again, it comes down to, to style and maybe Isaiah Spiller just is I, look, I think at the end of the day, Brees Hall it looks more like an NFL running back, but Isaiah Spiller has that game-breaking speed, and so, like I, someone might get excited about that. We no, saw I, with with last year with ETN. What what pick did he go? Like right? Yeah, end of the first round to the like way too high, but it was because oh, big big play potential, explosive, blah blah blah. So yeah, give me Spiller. I'll I'll, I'll make him my dart throw. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with you on Spiller. Are you also taking Kenneth Walker? I'm gonna. Here's my move for this one. I think you take Spiller plus six fifty. Because I I could see the running back market getting a little more muddied as this thing goes along, right? I, I mean, again, if it's not going to be in the first round, then it becomes a real crapshoot. So, I think there's a handful of guys that could potentially pop up. I, to me, it's just Spiller at six fifty is such a good value. I don't think I think everyone else is probably a third round or like James Cook at twenty five to one. If he's the first running back, it's because he's taken in the third round, and no one, no one else has gone yet, so that seems unlikely. But yeah, I think Spiller, Spiller's the guy. No, no nothing. And so, are you? Ta- we're we're going we're going under a half running backs taken in the first round too, right? 
Yeah, I don't know. You think someone po- comes up and grabs? Uh, I mean, him? again, end of the first round. You get the I fifth could year, see, I guess. I could I definitely know. see uh, one of these guys it's, going. It's actually probably valuable there. Because well, again, you get that fifth you, year. You mentioned that Ryan, and it's probably worth mentioning again when we talk about a number of quarterbacks drafted in the round in the uh, first round coming back to the over two and a half quarterbacks. You do get that extra fifth year under contract, and teams love doing yeah. that for the quarterback position. We saw that with. Um, Lamar Jackson. That's why they traded up the Ravens to get him. Mm-hmm. And One now we're seeing it, team control. Now we're seeing it play out with his contract and and him negotiating his own contract. Which, his mom's helping out. <laughs> oh my God! Could you think of something you would want to do less than have your mom negotiate your contract with you? Or maybe she's good. I mean, he must have a completely different relationship with his mom because my mom no that's negotiating not. a contract with me. Oh, it's very smart, but just like I, I don't know, you, man. You'd be worried there'd be too many concessions. <laughs> All right, Sean. So we th- we kind of started the show with this Equanu, uh, uh, which, by the way, is it Ikem Equanu? You're asking me? Yeah, I figured we'd have a name conversation. He's minus one twenty. Uh, like I said, I, I, I then that to me even shows why twelve to one is more interesting. I gave if he's him, favored to be the first offensive line. I gave him at a plus, plus one fifty months ago, looking like a genius because now Evan Neal is plus one hundred five. Now the Giants fan in me loves this. I think I, I I think I'm now back into the I want Evan Neal camp. Mm. Uh, he looks like an absolute mom. I, I just everything about this guy. Uh, he also uh, who who's the offensive line trainer, training guru. Uh, he trains with that guy, so maybe I'm just I'm falling to the social media hype. But uh, a plus one hundred five for Evan Neal, Charles Cross ten to one, and uh, Penning Linderbaum twenty and twenty five to one. Probably not worth worth mentioning. I mean, Cross could pop up. I, I always a little concerned about the Mike Leach tackle. I feel like his offense asks you to do a slightly different thing than the NFL. Oh, so. Is this a? Are you throwing shots here at Andre Dillard? He's he's a trash tackle, and he played in the air raid. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I am. Uh, so I'd be a little worried about Charles Cross. It's a two horse race. I think earlier I said Iquanu take the plus odds because we really don't know. I think you say take Evan Neal now because you want the plus odds because you don't really know. I think they're both capable of being the top pick. Right, you just are you, are you just unlocking some arbitrage? We've for been the spending well, and I've been spending a lot of time with Benedict Dan, so I'm just taking <laughs> taking both sides of a debate. I I'll, I'll stick with Aquanu, but again, to me, the, let me ask the you more this. fun ways to bet it. You're a, you're a game tape guy. Yes. Have you watched the game tape on these guys? Uh, a little bit on Aquanu, just like when all that heat was happening originally. I haven't I haven't. Again, Ryan, I've not yet to release my first mock draft coming soon. They both look really good. No, I know. And and again, that's why you see the the pricing is so crazy. Or crazy tight at least. Um yeah, I, I'll stick with Aquanu, but again, I I think it's more fun to take him first overall and and mess around with some of that stuff than just him versus Evan Neal because again, to your point, you said sprinkle a little on Evan Neal for the number 1 pick as well. I yeah, I, I'm not shocked. It's interesting though that they're uh, number one pick. They're both the same, but then the first O line drafted. There's a difference. Yeah, and and uh, just to be clear, Sean, I'm saying now take Evan Neal because it's plus odds. Yes. I don't know. I'm looking at the sheet. I'm seeing a. Oh, so you're saying? Okay. Yeah. I thought so. You're giving yourself credit 
for uh, the Aquanu. I'm saying I got Aquanu plus one fifty. Now pocket, you're saying Evan Neal plus one hundred five. Reminds me, Colby money. wanted uh, wanted credit for his St. Peter's. Uh, how he loves St. Peter's, and he was going to pick them to get the first round upset unless they drew Kentucky, and they drew Kentucky, so he couldn't pick them. But he still wanted credit for the same for liking St. Peter's. and son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm as a Giants fan, I think I'm still. Slightly leaning Iquanu, but I don't really give a shit. They're both good. They just got to get one of them. That's the trick. Is that the goal? Is that what you will be rooting for? If the Giants leave the, well, we'll be in Vegas. So if 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 Thursday night happens and we have no additional offensive linemen, but we have two absolute stone cold lock it up uh, defensive stalwarts, I I can talk myself into that. If we then walk away from day two. Without any offensive linemen, we're gonna have a problem. So I'm kind of hoping they just take that tackle. Like we we know we have one uh, future Gold Chaggot Hall of Famer on the left side already. So let's okay. grab the right tackle and the whole offensive line is repaired. Is there a your reaction? And when we had Nagels on as well for our draft show, uh, your guy and and Steve Shermer, host of the Golf Gambling Podcast. Your collective reaction to the Kadarius Tony draft uh, pick I, to me you know, was was amazing. Is there someone? <laughs> uh, is there someone that you are hoping they I, don't draft already? I will say this: uh, that was on me. I wasn't prepared. I didn't realize uh, Kadarius <laughs> Tony was the playmaker. That uh, I mean, who would be the guy that I would be tremendously disappointed if they drafted yes. him? It would be. I mean, if they if they picked a wide receiver, Sean, we're gonna have. So oh, there's are we going to have you like storming out of the uh, studio? Go out, not have a storming cigarette? out. I think, I think the prior, the orders of priority would be, give me a lineman of some sort. Okay. Give me a cornerback of some sort, defensive player, offensive line, defensive line. I, we don't need anything. No wide receivers, no running backs. You can surprise me with a quarterback. I'm not going to get upset. <laughs> doesn't seem necessary, but Tyrod's here now. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. Hopefully, it's gonna be. Uh, I, I'm sold on uh, one of the tackles, and either Thibodeau or Gardner. Uh, feels like, or we trade down. And we have first rounders next year. Let's go. Let's go, indeed. I'm gonna draft. I'm gonna have that draft capital spreadsheet out the whole time, just looking at what <laughs> what do we got next year. Um, make sure you uh, toss us a rating review over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash merch madness. You can review our feed. You know, review our app or uh, any one of our uh, many podcasts on our podcast network for your chance to win a uh, SGP hoodie tomorrow or today, aka Monday, um, when you're listening to the show. I will be tweeting out an announcement, sending out some emails for the next four winners, and then got uh, two more hoodies to give away for the final four and championship game. So make sure you get your reviews in sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness, M E R C H madness. Give us a follow on Twitter at gambling podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast. After earth is no longer a good movie Sean. <laughs> he is Ryan <laughs> Kramer. Let's